Hello, everyone. I hope you all are ready for the most mediocre top 10 best movie list of 2022. Let's just not waste any time. First on my list, let's get it over with. It's Top Gun Maverick. Um, had a great time watching this in the theater. Um, was not what I expected, and I think it just hit all the points. Like, just enough nostalgia and just enough member berries to get me through the movie. Had a bunch of new characters with some real stakes in the movie, and I just felt that it just really did well, even though after 35 years, Tom Cruise still looking good, doing his thing. There's some really great shots in this movie of them in the plane, and I just thought everyone did a great job, and the acting was great, and we just had a good time. So my number 10. Top Gun Maverick. Number nine. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I have not seen this on anyone's list, and rightly so. I'm sure the humor of most persons watching movies these days, especially at my age, have matured a little bit. I'm still fairly immature, so here we go with the Beavis and Butthead movies. Still done very well. Mike Judge still has it. I was not expecting this movie. It was quite a surprise, and I laughed throughout the whole movie. Had a great time with these old characters, still doing their juvenile sex jokes, dick jokes. Um, and they're still only after one thing after all these years. And the joke, I mean, it's an old joke and I still love it. I thought it was great. Had a great time watching it. So that was my number nine. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Number eight. Uh, my number eight on the list is Elvis. Um, again, not at all what I was expecting. I did not initially want to watch this movie. I took my mom and my aunts to go watch this for their birthday. And I love this movie. I had a great time watching this. Again, uh, most of these movies I probably pretty much had a great time watching in the theaters. I thought uh, Austin Butler did a great job as Elvis and the spectacle of Baz Luhrmann. And I believe he did the... The remake of Romeo and Juliet, which is also another movie that I really like a lot. Uh, it's just a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour. Just like it's just over the top. Uh, it's just an over the top movie about Elvis, and how true to the source it is, I really don't know. But I just had a, it was fun, it was entertaining, it kept me engaged the whole time, and that's usually what you want in a movie. You want a movie to keep you engaged, and this one did the whole time. I had a few tears though coming down towards the end. Um, but overall, great movie, great acting. Uh, Tom Hanks is kind of just, he's there, but he's not the most memorable part of the movie. Um, he is a dirtbag in the movie, which is also kind of surprising. I don't really see Tom Hanks do too many dirtbag roles, but this was it. And um, I just love all the music, the soundtrack, everything was great. So that's it. My number eight is Elvis. number seven, I was kind of uh, on the fence about putting this on the list, even though I think it was a great movie, The Menu. Um, another surprise, didn't expect much from this movie, but I just thought the storyline was fun. It was funny. I really enjoyed all the presentations that uh, I think it's Ralph Fiennes uh, gives in this movie as a chef. Also shining a light on social media and like kind of the uh, pretentiousness of it and like the reviewers, reviewers, <laughs> And kind of uh, where people lose sight on uh, just enjoying something. And you have Anna Taylor-Joy who 
does a great job again. Uh, really playing like the she's a protagonist in this one, and uh, it just really took a turn that I wasn't expecting. Overall, fun uh, kind of horror elements, and uh, like it was, just, it was pretty much just a black comedy is what it was, and this one that I enjoyed this year. So, uh, the menu. Number six on my list is The Northman. I'm pretty much on board with whatever Robert Eggers does. Um, I love, already loved all of the movies so far. The Witch, uh, The Lighthouse, and now this one, The Northman. Um, I'm going to watch probably the next one whenever it comes out. Whatever it's going to be, I'm in it. I'm all for it. Um, this, just the way it's shot, the cinematography, the story. I felt the story suffered just a tad bit, but still... Overall, great. Acting was great. It really hit on a lot of mythology that I'm not too familiar with. I think it was represented very well. And I think uh, Alexander Skarsgård did a great job uh, playing the Northman. Assuming that's, that's <laughs> he's a, a Tisser character. Um, and really uh, expressing all those emotions that he's going through as uh, his parents are killed. Or at least he thinks all of his parents, both of his parents are killed. And then his journey up until the very end. Um, great film. Loved it. Check it out. Northman. Now these next five uh, films are pretty much solid. Ten through ten through six were kind of iffy for a while there. Wasn't too sure what I was going to put on those lists. But these top fives are... This next top five are pretty solid. So number five, Barbarian. Great time at the movies. Again, <laughs> I have to repeat myself. Considered by some this year's Malignant, which is a movie I loved. Um, Barbarian kind of takes you into a very, sets a, sets a very dreadful tone in the beginning of the film. And then um, halfway through, slaps you in the face and takes a turn and it turns into like a dark uh, horror comedy. Uh, was not expecting a lot of what came out after that, that first half. And then you have Justin Long in there, big fan of Justin Long. Uh, really bringing the <laughs> the comedy and the douchebaggery ness to this film, I was shocked. I was in awe. I was at the edge of my seat. I laughed. It was hilarious. It was dark. It was funny. It was gross. Um, overall, had a very satisfying experience in the theater. If you missed it in the theaters, that is an unfortunate thing because you, you should have seen this movie in the theaters, especially in a crowded theater. Like uh, I think most people would have. Uh, it was it's an enjoyable thing to hear everyone's uh, reactions to parts of the film. Uh, but that was my number five, Barbarian. Number four, I am cheating a bit on this one. I could not decide. Uh, obviously, I have 10 slots that I arbitrarily chose for myself because uh, most people do 10, so I stuck with 10. But I cheated with this one, and I kept two movies on this one. That is X and Pearl. X was a fun slasher movie. I really enjoyed that by Ty West. Uh, Mia Goth plays uh, Pearl and Mia. Uh, she plays Maxine and Pearl in this, the older woman Pearl, the younger Maxine in X. And then we get Pearl, which she plays the younger uh, version of Pearl. Uh, Mia Goth does a fantastic job. I was engaged every minute of Pearl. Uh, just her dialogue, uh, her monologues alone uh, where the camera just sticks with her the whole time and she's delivering all her lines. Um, it's fantastic. It was great. 
not as much, not as gory as X was. X gives you the gore that you've been hoping for. Uh, at least I've been hoping for. Pearl gives you that character study of uh, a Pearl. And the two different types of movies, but both in the same universe, both by Ty West, both main characters played by Mia Goth, again, who does a fantastic job. I can't wait to see Maxine whenever it comes out. And uh, so that is my number four, X and Pearl. My number three is The Batman. I went into this with very low expectations. Not, I would say low entirely. I was a little hyped about the movie, but I was skeptical of how well a job uh, Robert Pattinson was going to do. Even though at this point, I felt that he... I've kind of seen him in other movies other than Twilight, which, again, if you just see him in that, you kind of write him off, but you see him in other films that he's done since then, and you see how eclectic of an actor he is. Um, he does a fantastic job as the Batman. Um, I liked him a lot. He really fits the profile. I was kind of not expecting that, but I think he does a great job playing Batman, and I think he fits the shoes fairly well. Um I think I became a fan of Robert Pattinson after I saw The Lighthouse because I hadn't really seen him in anything past Twilight and, again, pretty much wrote him off uh, after that film. Uh, but I've seen him in a bunch of things since then. Um, and I've been impressed every single time. He's a great actor, and uh, I don't doubt anything he's going to do. He's going to do it well. Though it is a long movie. It's like three hours long. Um, I was down for all three. Um, I love the way they they portrayed the Riddler, um, Catwoman, um, even Colin Farrell as the Penguin character. Also great job. Fairly unrecognizable. And of course, that hidden scene added, that hidden scene with Batman and the Joker, or the, the Joker character uh, that we got after the fact was also great. I wish they had something like that in the film. Um, what we did and we got a little bit of the Joker towards the end whenever he's kind of talking with the Riddler in Arkham Asylum and that was fun I liked that a lot um, I can't wait to see the next The Batman Part 2 or uh, Battenson as he's been called uh, I'm, I'm excited for it so my number 3 is The Batman Number two, was there ever any doubt it is Jordan Peele's Nope? I saw this movie three times in the theater, back to back, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, the day, the weekend it did come out. I enjoyed it even more every single time I watched it. Um, and I saw it with different people every single time, um, unintentionally. Uh, but that's just kind of the way it panned out. I'm a huge fan of Alien films, and you go into this expecting typical Alien-type film uh like Fire in the Sky or uh, Close Encounters or The Fourth Kind or Communion. Um, you kind of have these ideas of the what type of movie that this is going to be considering we've already kind of gotten a glimpse of the, the object or the creature in the sky and it kind of is alien or UFO disc shaped. So we think alien. We think little gray men or something to that effect. And we didn't get that at all. And I was totally fine with that. I enjoyed the the twist of the creature and what it was and how it was, it was just kind of a training an animal and the whole spectacle of the whole thing. And uh, 
Kiki Palmer and I forget the main guy's name. They all did a fantastic job. That one scene where I keep forgetting, I don't remember these characters' names. Uh, whenever he's doing the Tom Waits version of the flying purple people eater, I love that part. All the characters are great. I love them all. It was very, very close for my top pick of the year. Um, as far as just general movie, horror movie, um, it was a different take on the alien UFO films, especially that it's done in pretty much in daylight. It seems uh, the whole time and it still keeps you on edge. Um, it's very adventurous. Um, Jordan Pill did a great job and I can't wait for the next one. So that is my number two. Nope. Number one. I said this the minute I walked out of the theater after watching this film. This was my number one for the year. I don't think there was any other film that could have beaten it, even if it tried. And I'm pretty sure they all did. Most of these movies probably tried to beat this film, even though it probably wasn't as big as most of these films were. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once was and is, to me, personally, the best movie of the year. Um, I didn't see anything that topped it in the story the cinematography, the acting, the action. This movie just jumps genres so seamlessly uh, in this uh, multiverse, and the acting is so good. This movie had a phenomenal cast. It had Michelle Yu, uh, Kei-Hu Kwan. Um, he was, last time I saw that guy, he was Data in The Goonies and Short Round in Indiana Jones in The Temple of Doom. So... And we have Jamie Lee Curtis, James Hong. There's fucking low pan in this movie, man. Come on. Everyone did such a fantastic job in this movie. Uh, this movie made me laugh, made me cry. Uh, again, on the edge of your seat, action scenes were fantastic. And just finding out later on that uh, Ki-Hu Kwan like, hadn't acted in years. And then this is like his first movie back. And this is the job that he does. Like, Put him in more movies, for fuck's sake, please. Because he is awesome. And uh, I mean, if he was a great kid actor, and he's an amazing adult actor, put him in more movies, please. Because he is great. I've seen this movie a few times since walking out of the theater, but um, I've never seen a movie where I was so set on the fact that this had to be the best movie of the year. Um, there was hype going into this movie, so I had some expectations and it met and exceeded all of them. I had no doubt, and I'm pretty sure there's some of you out there who watching watch any of this movies, or even watch this movie. I'm pretty sure there are some of you out there who watch this movie, and I'm sure you felt the same way that this movie. There was nothing. Nothing was going to beat this movie at all, and I was right for myself personally speaking. Nothing could beat this film, uh, best movie of the year, and I'm kind of waiting to see what tops this movie, this coming 2023. Before I end this video, I do want to give some honorable mentions to films. I saw so many movies this year that it was hard to kind of just compact them into a top 10 list. So here are my honorable mentions um, in no particular order. Uh, one was Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Great movie, loved it. Uh, loved uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al and the parody of... Uh, the parody of a, of a fucking biopic uh, that this was uh, <laughs> had me laughing. Of course, if you, you are a Weird Al fan, you should watch this. 
and you would catch. I think this movie is made specifically for Weird Al fans. If you're not a Weird Al fan, you're not going to get any of the jokes probably at all. So you may skip that. But if you are a Weird Al fan, check it out, please. It was just a fun movie. Uh, Jackass Forever also had me laughing on the floor. Uh, just dying. Um, it had a lot of heart to it. Uh, seeing these guys are all old, older. I mean, I'm not far off from how old they are. So to see them still pull off these stunts was amazing. And uh, to see that they still have, uh, to see that they still put their all into these stunts and put their lives and their bodies on the line uh, really just made you feel the, the passion uh, in it. And it gives you heart, uh, gives the movie some heart. And that's what makes it uh, a great film. Uh, next one was Glass Onion. Just finished watching that like this past weekend. Uh, great Knives Out mystery, uh, whodunit type of film. Daniel Craig as a Ben Juan Blanc is great. I can't wait to see the next Knives Out type of movie. Uh, next one is also Mad God, Phil Tippett's uh, stop motion animation 30, 30 plus year uh, project is a sight to see. We did a reaction on that, so you should check that out. Um, but watch the whole movie. Like, it's so good. It's not what you expect. It is a uh, it is a ride. And you just... Uh, it is a visual smorgasbord of things. And probably things you've never seen before. So definitely check that out. Uh, next on my honorable mentions is Studio 666. Also did a review for that one. Um, just a fun time in the theater. Uh, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, fighting off uh, Demon. Uh, soundtrack is great. Um, they, You can see how uncomfortable they are acting, and it is the charm of the film. Um, you have Carrie King in there playing the drum tech, which is hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, it was overshadowed by the unfortunate passing of Taylor Hawkins. And uh, this movie kind of got pushed in the background. Uh, but I hope it has a bit of a resurgence because it is a fun movie to watch. Check it out for sure if you're a fan of Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, or just ridiculous horror comedies in general. It's really like pays homage to a lot of things. Uh, a lot of old horror films. So definitely check it out. Uh, last on my honorable mentions is the tearjerker meta movie, Clerks 3. <laughs> It's not the best in the franchise, but it is. It does have a lot of heart, and I could you can see Kevin Smith's uh, writing coming through uh, in this film again. It's just kind of a rehashing of almost the first film uh, with Kevin Smith's recent heart attack, and you can see where he pulls a lot of uh, real life situations and scenarios into the film. Again, we're I think that's where Kevin Smith shines, like uh, real life scenarios that he puts into film. And then you see it kind of like come through. Uh, great performances by Brian O'Halloran. <laughs> Might have fucked up his name. And Jeff Anderson, who played Dante and Randall. Um, you never know that they have these kinds of range, this range, but like you kind of saw a bit of it in Clerks 2 when they're in the jail cell and uh, Randall is kind of giving his speech to Dante. And then, of course... Dante has his time to shine in this film. Uh, but again, 
is a tearjerker. Uh, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith and the Clerks uh, films or the View Askew universe in general, uh, definitely watch this movie. Um, <laughs> the, I was sitting next to a girl who was like sobbing the whole time. And then towards the end of the movie, I was fucking crying. So like, check it out if you're a fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, one of my, my honorable mentions for this year uh, was Terrifier 2. Um, waiting and waiting for this movie to come out. I did a reaction to the trailer, I think, last year. And there was no news on when this movie was going to show its face. And then finally, one night it did after work. I went to go watch it. Had a great time in the theater watching it. Has I've watched it a few times since. Um, it's just fun, cartoonish, gore, 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 gore movie. Uh, if you don't like excessive gore for the sake of excessive gore and a, somewhat of a story, finally, in this film, um, you're not going to like this movie at all. And it's not for everybody, but I had a fun time watching this. And I know uh, the person I went to go watch it with, uh, Bryce, he loved it also. Um, again, not the best movie. The runtime was a little too long, but, you know, we make, we make do, so... Um, they just really filled that whole movie with just a shit ton of blood. And I, I dig that. It was fun. So now to the last bit of this video, uh, I won't say the worst because I saw a lot of shit this year. Um, I will say a bit of disappointment. Uh, there was some disappointing movies this year and I don't think I'm alone in these disappointments. Thor Love and Thunder sucked. Uh, it was terrible. I was bored. Uh, Christian Bale was the only good thing in that film. Uh, I don't know how, but uh, Chris Hemsworth not didn't do a good Thor this time around. Uh, Natalie Portman, she's a, she's a good actor. I don't know what is going on with this like this character. It just wasn't working. And the soundtrack, I mean, I get it was Guns N' Roses, and you want to have those kind of things again. It just just didn't work. The overall, the movie just terrible. Um, I don't know what Takai Waititi was thinking when he was making this movie, but it just wasn't good. Next on the disappointing films of 2022, Lost World Dominion. Um, let's bring back all the characters. I was excited. I want to see Jeff Goldblum and uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern back into these Jurassic Park roles. Um... I'm down for it, but it just was not good. They were wasted. It was just, just, just a wasted experience in the theater. It was so mediocre. Like, like, like I, I, I think I said this in my little short TikTok review. The movie's not bad. It's just not good. And I'll leave it at that. Another very disappointing movie for me was My Best Friend's Exorcism. Uh, which came out on Amazon Prime, which is based on the book of the same name, written by Grady Hendrix, um, did not capture any of the heart uh, and the charm, horrificness of the book. Uh, it just fell flat. It was boring. Uh, it was too rushed. It should have been a series. Maybe stretching out the story would have given it a little bit more life, but it was just dead in the water. It was just bland nothing exciting about the movie and i that was probably that's probably the most disappointing movie for me because the other ones they've had a long line of uh films and they haven't been that great and of course uh, thor is kind of hit and miss but this one was a brand new movie 
And I was so excited for it. And it just fell completely flat. Uh, but that's it. That is my best of 2022 list with honorable mentions and disappointments. Uh, if you like this video, please like and subscribe. Tell me in the comments below what were your top 10 movies of the year. I'm pretty sure you've, if, if I get any comments, you've done this plenty of times. Uh, but I want to talk, uh, discuss with you whatever you thought these movies, uh, whatever you thought these movies are. There's movies I should missed. There's a lot of movies I have missed I haven't seen this year, and I have a list of them to watch. So hopefully we'll see you in some new reactions, reviews, podcast episodes in 2023. Uh, make sure, again, like and subscribe. Share, tell your friends. Let them know what's going on at CineQuest Video. See you next time. Appreciate you watching. Uh, stick around for more episodes uh, and take care. See you later.